in. Dan's had a real revelation of the Father's heart, so I'm looking forward to what he's bringing this morning. So let's welcome Dan. He's going to talk to us about the love of Christ. So let's welcome him this morning. Thank you, my love. Well, good morning, everybody. Great to see you once again. Can we have a big shout out for our amazing team serving us? We love you guys. Thank you for all you're doing. And a big shout out for the youth in the house. Can you give me a hoo-hoo? Yeah, whatever that was. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. To, isn't it great to see church on a sunny morning, lads here on fire for God? Come on, church. Isn't this a great feeling? Lads, going for it. For God, I love you. Your potential is ridiculous. It's frightening. And there is gold in every one of you. Well, it's my privilege to bring us a word this morning. I need lots of amens in the house. Amen. Come on. We're going to go for it today. Get your notebooks out. Get your phones out. We're going to fire some gold into your life today, everybody. Are you feeling like you're going to walk out of this room a bit fuller of the love of Jesus Christ? Come on, that's what I love to see. Well, congratulations to our four baptismals. Yeah. I tell you what, Fulham in the footsteps of Jesus is the best thing that you will ever do. He's got some shoes marked out for you that is only for you that are the right size and the right fit. We have a bit of a, um, an ordeal in our house most mornings, about half past five or six o'clock if we're lucky in our house. And what it is, is Smith, our youngest boy, what you hear is this. So I'll often, if I'm downstairs or be downstairs, and what I'll do is I'll look around and there will be Smith in his mother's high heels. <laughs> it's a funny and interesting sight, but I want to say to you, it's not bad to wear someone else's shoes, but do you know this morning that God has got a pair exactly the right fit for you? You can't go on and put other people's shoes on. God's got some shoes that are right your fit because he loves you. He knows you. He's passionate about you. And guys, those who've got baptized this morning, I want to say you are doing such a great job following in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. I love it. They're the right size. They're the right fit. He knows what plan he's got for you. Happy 50th birthday, Maria, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't going to say anything, was I? That just slipped out as I saw your beautiful face at the back. <laughs> I love it. God is the right size for you. Those who've got baptized, all of you guys, God's got some shoes that he wants you to walk forward to. And every one of us, he's got a fit that is exactly right for you. I loved it. Wednesday night, I had a great night. We did our live journey. And my main man, Les, came along, everybody. Les is on the front row sitting down here. And he committed his life to Jesus Christ for the first time. And I tell you what, what an amazing feeling that is. That he's decided to follow Jesus with his whole, whole heart. I don't know about you, but that makes me feel a bit excited. Today, guys, I want to talk about the Father's love. I don't know what you've come in here. I don't know what your background is with a relationship with your dad, your earthly father. I don't know whether it's good or whether it's negative. I don't know what your relationship with your kids are like or, or kids-to-be or whatever it is. But I want to tell you about a relationship that I found with my Father God in heaven that is the most exciting thing that I ever tell you about. Whether you're in here and you've got a, 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 a struggling relationship with your earthly father, I want to say that God can redeem that relationship. But I want to say also that he will show you what it is to be like a father. Having my two boys has been the greatest privilege of my life. That is my number one investment in them guys. To see them grow into be men of God who love Jesus Christ with their whole heart. 
And just because my earthly relationship with my father hasn't been particularly great, although by the grace of God, he's mending it. He's helping us. My dad came up the last time he came up, and he said to us, I quite like your church now. Well, that's the first time he's ever said that. It's not that, like them Church of England. It's like a good church. It's not like, Dad, we love the Church of England, everyone. But he loves the life. He sees the vibrancy. He sees God's hand is on all of this. And I want to say, God loves you passionately. God has got a plan for you. Psalm 68 talks about he is the father to the fatherless. If you've had a great relationship with your dad, we'll extend on that. God is so much bigger and so much greater. But if you haven't had a good relationship with your dad, he says that he is your heavenly father. He cares for you. He cares for your dreams and he cares for your plans. So whatever background you're coming in with today, I want to bring you a message of good news. Say that God loves you. He's passionate about you. And that he's got a great plan for your life. He is a father to the fatherless. My hobby at the moment is walking around looking at buildings. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I can pretty much tell you every building that's everywhere else that's for sale in Lincoln at the moment. I like doing it. And one of my favorite pastimes is looking at buildings when they're being built or when they're being brought down. Do you know that, have you ever seen someone, you've seen this old building, it's getting, it's getting destroyed. How long does it take to take down a massive warehouse or, or a building that's destroyed? Shall I tell you how long? About one day. If you've got some nutters in construction, it's normally about an hour. That's a dream job for all you blokes out there. Yeah, give me a digger. I'll do that job, please. <laughs> but a deconstruction of buildings can happen very instantly. But I tell you what, when you're building a building from the foundation, it takes a lot longer. I walk by the Leafbridge site. Is anyone familiar with the Leafbridge site that is next to Highcombe Railway Station? And I'm looking at them. Their, their dream is to build 44 acres of possibilities with loads of warehouses for us and for other people. That's a prophetic word, everybody. You better say amen and jump off your seats. But I've noticed how long it takes them to put the foundations on. And I've recognized one thing that is the same as when you're building a relationship with God. You can bring down really quickly, but if you want to go higher, you must go deeper and build your foundations. Your foundations will determine your future, people. Your foundations, who you are, will determine your future. What decisions you make as young men of God, what decisions you make about your life now, will determine your future. And I want to set you up to win, guys. Being here in church, second row, going, come on, Dan. Taking all them notes in and all this wisdom. I'm loving it. <laughs> I've got to pick myself up sometimes. <laughs> it's in my nature. But your foundations will determine your future. Your foundations are your heart, your identity, identity, the decisions that you make. He wants your heart. This is God wants your heart because out of the heart, your habits grow. Who you are, out of your heart, the decisions that you make, the potential that you've got. It's about your heart, and he wants your heart. He wants you to lay great foundations. Proverbs 4, verse 23 says this, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything flows out of it. That is the most important commodity that you've got. Who you are, your identity. And I know we get it wrong. And that's why my prayers every day, Jesus, I pray that I'll fall more in love with you so that I do the things that you've done. Change my heart. The Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Holla, holla, holla. That was a handkerchief moment, everybody. 
It says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your heart, that's your heart, your mind. Change the way you think. Make great decisions. You can't blame anyone else if you're, if you're feeling like your relationship with God isn't on fire. Take some responsibility. That's what a father does. Today I want you to understand whether you're here for the first time or whether you've been here for five years. I want you to understand how big God's heart is for you. How passionate he is for you. If you've heard it a thousand times, hear it again. He loves you. His desire for you is so big. He cries over you. He weeps with you. He celebrates with you. He smiles with you. He carries you through the hardest times of your life. And he pushes you and propels you into your future in a loving way. He never forces anything on you. He says there, I'm for you. So today I want to read from my passage. It's out of Ephesians 3, verses 16, uh, sorry, 14 to 21. Ephesians 3, verses 14 to 21. If you've got a Bible, turn it on. Or open it up if you've got a, a paper copy there. You didn't get that joke, did you? Oh, it's not a joke anymore, is it? Dad's jokes are allowed today, everybody. Dad's jokes are allowed. Ephesians 3, verses 14 to 21. This is Paul writing to the Ephesian church. And uh, people who got baptized, take this in. This is what I'm going to be preaching on today. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through the Spirit. Can I have a amen? amen? Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will go down deep into God's love and keep you strong. Foundations. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be known, be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. I'm calling this infinite love today. Get your notepads out. Number one, what can we learn from this on Father's Day about how big God's heart is for you? Number one, God's resources are unlimited. God's resources are unlimited. I love that. Verse 16 talks about that. And it says quite clearly there, he says, I pray that for his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength. Father God wants to empower you with inner strength. There is always enough resources for every one of you. He never runs out. He is infinite, full of love and grace and mercy. You know, have you ever had that feeling when you've got a fruit and nut Cadbury's chocolate bar and you come into the end of it and you go, no, I want another one. I've already eaten three, but I want another one. God's resources never run out. You don't have to go to the co-op to pick one up. You can engage in a relationship with him right away because he's hungry. His desire is to spend time with you. I love seeing my boys. I love taking them to the park. It's a pleasure. I never run out of that stuff. I might be tired, but I'm like, Smith would go, trampoline daddy. I'm like, go on then. I haven't got any bounce left in me. But I'm like, yes, go on then. He, he's got, Father God is not like us. He doesn't go weary. He doesn't get tired. He's got unlimited resources for you today. I love it. When we box him in, we limit his resource and love for him. Ends up 
We end up in a poverty uh, mentality. Not me. Let's be people who recognize that God's resources are unlimited. His love is so big for you. How wide, how deep, you can never run out of it. Come on, this is good stuff. Number two, are you with me? Number two, open your hearts up for Christ. Number two, open your hearts up for Christ. To experience God's love, you've got to open your heart up for him. Yes, it's right that he chases after you, but you've got to make a step towards him as well. He wants you to dwell in him. That's a safe place. You can trust him because he knows you best. It's like my kids ask for sweets all the time. Well, if, if I was a, like a dad and I'm feeling lazy, I'd go, yeah, have one. But I know you never give a kid a sweet after 5 p.m., do you? Because they are wired. That is not best for them because they won't sleep. God knows us intimately, excitingly, and everything about us. But we have to open our hearts up for Christ. I know what's best for them. They don't sleep if they've had sweets. God knows what's best for us. We have to trust him. We have to let his home, Christ's home, be in our hearts. He never forces himself on you. He has open arms, but invites you to step into his love. Les made that decision on Wednesday. Is there anyone else in the room who needs to make that decision today to step into it? You might have heard of a God that loves you, but you have to step into it. Number three, are you with me? Position yourself to receive God's love. You see, you see, what do we mean by that? You see, because you can hear about God's love, but you still have to position yourself to hear God's love. I love it. This place is packed, it's vibrant, it's full of energy. Coming into church on a Sunday morning, this is where a place where you position yourself to experience God's love. So as a worship team, in the pre-meeting, in the coffees before that, I'm experiencing God's love because we're in a family here. Church is a family. It's a place where you can find love, hope, and family. But you have to position yourself to receive God loves. You won't fully understand it, but I want to encourage you to go on the journey of discovering and receiving God's love. Position yourself. Get in connect groups. Get reading your Bible. Listen to podcasts. Go for wild prayer walks. That you're shouting at the top of your voice. And then you realize that some lady's walking a dog behind the bush like I did the other week. I was praying in tongues as loud as I physically could on my prayer walk. <laughs> it's like Ruth Gibson. You imagine that. But I had dynamite in me that day. I was going for it. I was praying for this message. So it must have worked, everybody. Amen. And I'm shouting at the top of my life. I'd done a spot check to see that there was no other people around there. I'm like that, God, you're amazing. And the lady comes out with a little Labrador. <laughs> Labrador. Oh, hi, love, how are you? She's looking, looking at me like that. I said, fancy coming to church. She went, no. <laughs> but you've got to position yourself to receive God's love. I'll tell you who's done that. Trevor Gibson and Matt McNeil, you've done that. Come and join me, boys. Come on, let's have these men up in the house. Come on, let's give them a big shout out over here. See, these guys, I love them. I want to honour all the blokes in this house today. Look, we've got so many class men in this house who serve it, who love it, who go for it. But we're talking about the father heart of God. Trevor, I'd love you. You're both parents. And see that picture, you and Toby. Oh, that got me, that did. <laughs> um, that is amazing. Tell us a bit about the father heart of God and how you've positioned yourself over the years. Or just say whatever you want. <laughs> it's a very interesting thing that you sometimes don't always um, 
you can hear about Father Heart of God, but experiencing what it's like to hurt because your child is hurting um, is something amazing. Um, when my eldest boy was wanting to get married, his fa um, the father-in-law-to-be gave him all these hoops that he'd got to ju jump through. He'd got to have so much in the bank. He'd got to pass his driving test. He'd got to this, that, and the other before he could uh, get married. And my son wanted to get married. I laid awake at... I laid awake at night praying, that lad, I didn't want to see him hurt. And it's then when you realize what the father heart is like. I couldn't do anything. I wrote letters, I never posted them. I thought of going and locking myself in a dentist chair because that's what he was. <laughs> and saying, you're not getting another patient till you let my son marry my, your daughter. Um, but I'm just showing how it affected me because I cared about my son's feelings. And when you know what it's like to feel like that and then know that God loves you so much that he felt that way that he sent a son to rescue you, that's what it's all about. That's how much he loved you, that he did whatever he could to rescue you from going to hell. And he rescued you to give you a better life. He gave you the possibility of experiencing something that changes everything. Last week, Joe was absolutely brilliant. This is life-changing stuff. This makes a difference. And when you realize God's heart is for you that much, you might not have had a good father. You might not have had a situation. You don't have to repeat the past to go forward. You, you can make decisions that what, something that happened to you might never go forward. If you were abused or if you were something that bad happened in your life, you don't need to take it to the next generation. You can say, that stops here because I want to model God's heart. And that's the heart that I want to put forward in the next generation. Um, Dan asked me this week to say something, um, and as ever I said to him, I have no idea what to say. Um, but just uh, yesterday, it was actually, it kind of came to me as to, to what the Father heart of God means to me. Um, and it's, I'll try and keep it simple, because simple works for me. Um, Toby, um, and I'll embarrass him now, um, and I'll pray see this, um, the other week, uh, we were having a chat, and at the end of the chat, he said, um, you're okay, Dad, because I can talk to you. And I think that's what the Father heart of God is. You can talk to him. It's not a um, full rigmarole of getting dressed up to say a prayer, to, to, to do all the stuff the Pharisees did and the high priest did. That's, that, that was talking to God. But actually, he's okay. You can talk to him. Just simple as. Um, and I think that's what it's been uh, as I've been growing up. It's, you know, sometimes when you're, yeah, I don't know, um, uh, I often find myself walking along, doing something, playing golf, walking the dog, whatever, and I find myself talking to myself, um, talking through the situation you're in. And people describe it as talking to yourself. 
Um, but actually, I don't think it is. It's, it's a conversation. Um, and it's a conversation with God. Uh, and like I say, simply, that's what it's been for since, uh, since I can remember. So, yeah, keep it simple. Come on, let's give it up for these men in the house. Spot on. We are not here creating religion. We are here creating a living relationship with Jesus Christ who you can talk to. You've got full access to God the Father through Jesus Christ. You can tell him your good times. You can tell him your bad times. You can shout to him like David did in the Bible. He's there and he's listening and he never closes his ear, people. That's why it's called good news. Don't let your past dictate your future, everybody. Come on, are you ready for the last point before I land this? Could we have some of the band to tinkle some ivories over here, please? Number four, final point. His love unlocks your potential. Ephesians 3, verse 22, um, which is the famous verse, which I read slightly different. Um, go on, everyone, help me. Shout it out. Now, from all for all glory to God, who is able for his might of power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we could might ask or think exceedingly, abundantly more than you could ever hope or imagine. When you know the Father's heart in your life, you can go on and fly. You four people who've got baptized today, you've declared, you've got God's attention. Well, you've, everyone's always got God's attention. But when you're obedient to Him, something clicks. And when you Holy Spirit, you can do exceedingly, abundantly more than you could ever hope or imagine. Now you walk out of them waters free, fresh, forgiven. You don't beat yourself up about old things. You walk forward into the potential that God's got for you. Stop tripping up over yesterday's problems. Why worry about yesterday? Go forward. You can achieve infinitely more than you could ever hope or imagine. When you seek first his kingdom, we're not called to survive. We're called to thrive in our relationship with God. Focus your first on him, your time, your treasure, and your talents. Tyler, come up and join me, my man. Is that all right? Do you want to come and join me? God's love for you is big, my man. Come and join me up on stage here. I want to say that God drops in all of us the seed of potential. In each one of us, you, this represents love he's got for you, mate. The love he's got for you in a seed form because this is a sunflower seed. When you plant this, it produces and it brings up a plant, and it's beautiful. And he says, Tyler, hold out your hand, mate. I'm proud of you, mate. I've given you gifts, I've given you treasures, and I've given you talents. He says, go and, go and plant that. As he puts that in his hand, he says he loves you. And he's got that seed of potential. He'll never give up on that seed. It's up to you whether you plant it. But he'll never give up on that. But this is what some of us do. What we do, put the seed in there, mate. We close our hands and we think, all right, I've experienced God's love once. Oh, that must be it. Or God's given me a gift and I haven't done anything with that gift. And what happens is, because he's got infinitely more than we can ever hope or imagine, what he does, he says, I want to bless you more. I want to give you more because I'm not finished there. But if you keep your hand closed, what happens? He can't fill up us anymore. But what I believe God calling us to do Seeds of potential. And what happens? You're only ever going to have one in your hand. Now, clean it up, Kev, later. But cheer what is that? This is God's heart. This is his big nature for us. 
that he says, open up our hands. And people, if we can experience God's full, full love in our lives, it looks a bit different. Open up your hands now. This is what I want you to do. I want you to receive and plant. Throw it down. Receive and give it away. Receive and give it away. He's not sure, people, because God always wants to give. Receive and throw it away. Receive and plant. Receive and throw it away. It never runs deep because He is the God of abundance. His love for you never gives up. So open your hearts up. Receive and receive. Receive and plant it out. Receive and plant it out. He's got infinitely more than we can ever hope or imagine. This is the God we serve. His love for you, receive and throw out. Receive and throw out. Receive and throw out. I want you to experience God's love for you. He's got a seed of potential in your life. He's got gold for you. He's got love for you. All we've got to do is open up our hands and receive that love. That's what we've got to do. May you experience fully the love that the Father God has got for you. Open your hands up. Don't close your hands. You can't receive any more of it. Position yourself to open it up. It might be a challenge, but receive and give away. Receive and give away. That's walking into the fullness of God, people. It's the same, actually, with your time. Giving away to people. He give you more. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. It's a time where your talents, your skills and God's got for you. I believe you give them away, you use them for God, he give you more and more. Because those he can trust with little, he can trust with lots. So we give away, we give away, we give away. Actually, it's the same with your finances, people. I challenge you to give away your four months' wages and see what God does with it. Why are you looking at me like that? Do you not believe in a God who's got infinitely more than you could ever hope or imagine? It's actually about seeking first the kingdom of God. Receive and give away. Receive and give away. It never stops because God's love is infinite for you. Never stops, never stops. Can't run away from it. You've got to run into it. Thank you, Tyler. What a man. God's got good plans for you. Come on, let's stand together, everyone. I'm going to do two pills. I'm very sorry. I've gone over three minutes. I'm going to be two more minutes. But this is important. Firstly, I want to say to you, if you never experienced God's love, if you've never said yes to Jesus Christ for the first time, we're going to create space for you to do that right where you are. So as every eye is bowed, if you're here today and you've heard about this extravagant love that God has got for you, you can never run away from right where you are and you want to say yes like Les did on Wednesday, like most of us have prayed this prayer and saying yes into God's life, right where you are, as every eyes are bowed, I'd just like you to put your hand up. You're saying yes to Jesus Christ today. Have we got anyone who's making that first time decision to accept God's love? Is there anybody in the house today? Wonderful. Well, I'm going to pray quite clearly for those of you. And if you want to experience more of God's Father heart for you, right where you are, why don't you just stretch out your hands to receive. Receive and give away. Receive and give away. Receive and give away. Receive and give away. We're going to change this city when we receive and give it away. That's what we're going to do extravagantly. Father God, thank you that you have got such a big heart for every person in here. I thank you that our past does not dictate our future. 
I pray that as people, we will walk into your potential as we receive your love into our life. Thank you that your love blows away cobwebs. It forgives us. It sets us free. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, we will experience your love, your goodness. Thank you that you're so good. Thank you that you sent Jesus Christ to die for us so that we could be free. Eternal, eternity's wrapped up, guys. <laughs> Your place in heaven's wrapped up. It's about what you do with it now on earth. I pray that we will be a church who gives away, who gives away, who gives away, who receives and gives away, who receives and gives away, who sows and plants into places that no one else wants to go. Help us, Lord, to go to people who need your love. Send us out. Fill us up with your Holy Spirit. May we today experience your Father heart for us. And may we, as Trevor has said, break the generations of curses, of things that are wrong. And may we walk into where you're calling us to do. And all God's people said, a mighty amen. Love it. What a brilliant message. So good. Love the visual. If you want to come and like grab yourself a seed or a handful of seeds, put it in your pocket, put it in your wallet so you can remember this message. And you're welcome to do that. There's about 80,000 of them here. So there's plenty of them to give away. Now, listen, we're a family of people. We love each other. Um, we love God and we're with each other in the good times and we're with each other in the not so good times. And I just, I've got to tell you today that Andrew Wright, who was a really important part of our family, we loved him. He'd been battling through cancer. He passed away this week. Um, so we're going to give you some details of that, of the Thanksgiving service for his life. He was so well loved, so well supported in his last months and human